You're listening to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes Podcast. We are going to get right into our rapid fire this week. If you are following or even semi-following basketball this week, you heard about the Mats contracts that LeBron James signed with the Lakers and um, AD, Anthony Davis, signed with the Lakers as well. LeBron's contract looks something like two years, approximately $90 million. And AD's contract is to the tune of five years, about $190 million. So now that the Lakers have secured their superstars, at least for the next two years of playing together, the question we all have is how many more championships do we see LA winning? Whether we're talking about the next two years or whether we're talking about the next five years with AD as the main focal point. How many are we looking at? Whoa, see, I was gonna let somebody else take this one. So, but since nobody stepped up, my question uh, is a little bit different because I, I, my question was if they would win another finals, period. I don't even know if it's a question of how many, it's if, and I don't think they will. So, I'm going with uh, zero count. Um, I feel like it was a perfect storm for them in a bubble. I do feel like they uh, added some key pieces, but do those pieces mesh with LeBron James style of basketball? Mm. And that, that's always a question that you got to answer. And we, we, we may not never know. We may, we won't know until the season gets started, but it's not easy winning the championship. I think last year it was just a perfect scenario for them. Um, they, they didn't face uh, the teams that we thought they were going to face uh, the Clippers, especially. So I'm going with, I doubt if they win another championship. I'm on record for saying that. Well, let me ask you to follow up with you. And and, and I kind of agree with you because I remember when, when they added um, the pieces they did, Schroeder, Gasol, all through social media, all we saw was like, oh, this is a definite, this is definitive. I mean, it's not even close. Um and Kelvin, I agree with you. It's like, I need to see what these players look like. Because on paper, let's talk about paper. On paper, the Clippers should have won this year. Okay? Yeah. So you can't just go on the whole paper, what it looks like, um, without actually seeing it. Um, I feel like Evan is probably side-eyeing me into oblivion. And so, <laughs> Evan, what are you thinking? I mean, I think... I, I think, yeah, sure. I mean, we, we had high expectations for the Clippers. Clippers were up 3-1. They blew the lead. But at the end of the day, the Clippers still have playoff peace. We can't, we can't dismiss the fact that Paul George has a history of underperforming in the playoffs. We thought that Kawhi Leonard was going to be able to Superman them like he did the Raptors. Um, and what, what came to the service with, with this, this Clippers team as to why they didn't go as far was simply the fact that Kawhi's not a leader and Paul George isn't a leader. And mm-hmm. so I think the Lakers have one, maybe two left in them. 
mainly because all that to do is get out the West. The, the, the Warriors are down this year. They're not going to be contenders. I don't think anyone in the West really became a contender. The championship team got better. And, here, and here's the thing. I don't think Schroeder's going to be your starting point guard. I think Schroeder's going to play the Lou Will role, Lou Will role coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that this is just this, – this reminds me – the Lakers remind me a little bit like those Warriors teams that, were, that had Steph Curry, uh, Clay, and, and Draymond before, before, before um, KD got there. That was just – the starting five was strong, but then their bench was just unfair because it was so deep. They had starters on their bench. Um, and so I see, um, I see one, maybe two more. Um, and I think just, I don't know who in the East is going to be able to handle the offensive onslaught that is the Lakers. There's only one team that, well, not one team. There's one AD neutralizer, but I don't think the Sixers are going to the finals. So. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, let me jump in this. Um, it was going well until the very end. Right. <laughs> Only per- I, I'm going to agree with you to, to the simple fact, as I look down the, um, the, uh, the teams in the West, only teams to me that got significantly better was LA, Lakers. And on top of that, this team just turned around. A lot of the teams will have to put pieces in and just and learn the scheme. Um, with the new pieces and LeBron, LeBron is a, a distributor. So he will get everyone acclimated quickly. And think of it, it's only 72 games and they just played literally like four weeks ago. So I think that's going to help motivate them at least one in this crazy season. It's 72 games, COVID thing. So at least one. And the only team in out West, I think could do give them a competition is actually the Brooklyn Nets. That's the only team I could think of out out east so i will give lebron at least one more other than that i think by then everybody else will be up to speed clay will be back teams will make if they need to form voltron need add another piece as it'll be it's going to literally be 2021 2022 a free agency is going to go crazy and that's will really determine what happened um the following year so this next year i'm really going to give it to the lakers but the problem with brooklyn though the problem with brooklyn is they're they're gonna be zero defense ad is gonna drop 50 on them because they don't play any, they're not gonna play any defense. And AD ain't dropping fifty on Brooklyn. <laughs> did, hold on, hold on. Did, did, I guarantee. <laughs> AD will go forty plus. First of all, l- listen, AD and 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 that is not even a uh, knock or to me trying to promote Brooklyn higher than they are. That's a knock on AD. We have seen AD having the ability to be the most dominant player on the court, score at will, and he falters. He's not dropping 50 on Brooklyn, period. And and he's going to be the reason why he don't even get there. I guarantee it. <laughs> Can we talk about this, though? Can we talk about complacency? Mm-hmm. Now, this is why I want to bring up complacency. Mm-hmm. AD, he finally got his bag. 190. Money, check. I finally got my other C, championship, check. So now I think AD is not built for a back-to-back. Thank you. I, I think it's rare 
and we talk if we can count the number of teams in, in NBA history that's done back to backs. What we're asking for is LeBron James in year 39 <laughs> continue to be the leader, the best player, energetic, always. You, you know, you're asking for the world from this guy. And I think it's going to be hard for uh, him to sustain this. Is he LeBron James? Yeah, he, he possibly can. But I think all those factors I just named, especially AD coming off this big bag and already coming off a chip, chip championship, I think he checked off his boxes already. I don't think he brings the same level of intensity as he did in a bubble for a 72-game series. And that's the reason why I say, eh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And the thing about it, and we're about to, you know, transition into the next topic. I think what we don't understand is that what is contingent on the Lakers potentially winning two more in a row, three more in a row, is that AD has to be that alpha guy on the team. Like if a lot of Lakers fans are like, oh, LeBron is just going to do what he did, you know, in this shortened bubble um, experience. And, and will the Lakers, nah, we talking about 72 whole games. AD has to be that apex. I just don't think mentally AD is there. And so because of it, I don't necessarily see this as like rubber stamp. Lakers win that season, the season after that, nah. Like I really have to see how this plays out. All right. Um, let's go on to our next topic in the NBA talking about blockbuster trades. We know that Westbrook was traded from Houston. He's going to the Wizards. And in exchange, John Wall um, is, is heading there. So who won that trade? Who got the best deal? Was it Houston or was it the Wizards? Wizards. Only because, I mean, I don't think Harden, I think Harden's got, I, I think Harden is mentally checked out. Uh, you know, he's not even talking to, his coach isn't even talking to him. Training camp is right now, it's starting today. And his coach said, I'm just giving James Harden space. Hmm. I feel bad for, for, for Silas because he's been put into a bad situation that wasn't his doing. But I think that, you know, John Wall, he's a good player. Um, you're just looking at a clone of Russell Westbrook without the intensity. I think that Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal, I think, I remember we talked about this. I said the only team I could see Russell Westbrook going to and it being good was the Wizards. That's why I said long before this was even, and I feel as if because Bradley Beal doesn't have to be ball dominant um, to, to be effective and put up all-star numbers, that they will be a, a formidable team in the East. Do I think they're a contender? No. I still think they're a fifth, maybe they're probably a fifth, fifth seed. Maybe, maybe if 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 Russell Westbrook comes out with a vengeance and Bradley Beal is unconscious, they get a fourth seed. But I still I, I still don't think that Bradley Beal is a I still don't know if Bradley Beal is a superstar. I think he's really an all-star. So he's not KD, like Russell Westbrook and KD. Um, I don't know if, if Bill's a superstar as much as he's an all-star. I mean, if if Chris Middleton is just like KD, I mean, uh, Bradley, you know, Bradley Bill might be right. <laughs> so as, as far as this uh, trade is concerned, I really feel like it was a wash for both organizations. I feel as though 
Um, these guys are the same players as far as impact. I don't think the impact translates um, when you talk about wins and losses. And they're both not really good leaders. Um, so I've never seen those guys have the ability to lead teams and be uh, that vocal presence um, on the court, maybe off the court that they need to be to win in the NBA. So um, I really I really think the trade was good for the individuals. But what, one thing that's funny about it, um, the, the reason why I have my point is because I heard Westbrook just saying to the media the other day, he was saying that his legacy has nothing to do with championships. Uh, when people say that, it's 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 a cop out. I like what he said. He, I mean, he he dressed it real nice. He said my legacy has to do with off the court, my impact to inspire uh, people uh, to be better people, and I love that. But what that tells me also is you have no shot or no no really no clear objective to win a finals. And um, so I, you know, these guys are just guys that people are gonna wear their jerseys and like in their market, but. As far as them being able to win anything, uh, I doubt it, highly doubt it. Yeah, Evans, I'm gonna agree with you that the Wizards won by a slight. If you think about, think about the skill set, they literally the same person, John Wall and Westbrook, but I think Wall shoots a little bit better. And, and then that um, Bill is not ball dominant person, so I think that's how I would give the trade over because the second star, Harden needs the ball, John Wall needs the ball, is a reenactment of what they had before, except that ball, um, John Wall could shoot a little better. As for Westbrook, Westbrook don't need Westbrook needs the ball, um, Bill don't need the ball, so they could get the ball. You know, he wouldn't be so over there. So that's why I think, and the West is the East is a little easier to climb as of now. So I think the Wizards won by a hair the trade let me tell you the secret though let me tell you who really won the bucks won now, i'm talking about the milwaukee bucks from a bucks wild strip club in houston texas <laughs> because john uh, john wall and james harden about to be in there making it rain like it is no tomorrow okay john wall gonna be in there throwing up gang sign i mean it, it's gonna be a good old time so shout out to Houston for that. Y'all economy is about to go up just a tad bit more. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I don't really have to reiterate or add to what the guy said. It is what it is. Even though Wall hasn't played since 2018, um, I feel like the trade is only slightly better with Westbrook going to the Wizards. And, you know, for all the reasons stated. Um, so it is what it is. Um, let us move on to the Clippers. Now, I know you listeners thought that when the bubble was over, you wouldn't hear about the Clippers again, but they are the franchise that just keeps on giving. And so this week, Paul George expressed um, some dismay with um, Doc Rivers coaching. He felt like he wasn't used Um um, he wasn't using a way where he can use his skill set properly, right? Um, so people felt a way about that. People went crazy on him on social media. And Marcus Morris, one of the twins, came and said the exact same thing, but everybody was cool with it. 
Um, so A, what do we think about Paul George's comments? Like, was Doc Rivers the reason for his lack of success when he was pandemic P? And B, why isn't anybody coming at Morris? Like he said, he legitimately said the same thing. So I'll say this. Does Doc have a role to play in the in the Clippers not winning a championship? Of course. He's a head coach. But Frank Vogel won a championship. Frank Vogel also couldn't get playoff Peter perform for the Pacers. Um, Billy Donovan, without, not, not, now without a job, couldn't get playoff Peter perform. So I think the issue of Paul George and the reason why there's such frustration towards Paul George is Paul George just makes stuff up. He just says stuff to, 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 to shuck the blame and, and accountability. I mean, there was a game where, and, and he's a front runner. Remember, remember his his, his beef with um, with um, Damian Lillard. We said it was still a bad shot. Well, well, Paul yeah. George it doesn't matter. It's a bad shot. He won. <laughs> or or he's talking. Oh, my neck was hurting. What are you talking about? Like, I do your neck. <laughs> everybody's beat up. It's like it's like my neck, my back, my neck, and my back. Like like Paul George, just take accountability. You lost. That's okay. It's over. Come back, be a better player. Uh, and, and and once again, at least if you're going to make some claims, make it make sense, PG. Because he was, this is the highest pick and roll percentage he's had while he's been in the league for any year. So obviously he, he wasn't using him as the guy coming off the pick. He was the one who was leading the pick and roll, had a lot of distribution. And if you notice, Marquis Morris's complaint and Paul George's complaint are two different complaints. Marquise Morris complaint, Marquise Marcus Morris complaint, was that they didn't adjust and kept depending upon the talent of the two stars. Paul George is saying, "I didn't get to be a star. I was treated like JJ Redick. I was running off screens like Reggie Miller. I'm not Rip Hamilton. Man, stop being a baby. Show up and play." Interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, Question is, yeah, is it is it misuse or excuse? And yeah, I'm going with excuse. <laughs> it wasn't misuse. Um, they had all the opportunities in the world uh, to figure out whether um, the way Doc was using him was effective throughout the season. So you're not going to go. You're not going to get to the to the three one series. You're not going to get to that Dallas series or uh, who's the team they lost to? Whoever they lost to, I think it Denver, was a, Denver. 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 You're not going to you're not going to get to that series and now tell me how how Doc is forsaking you. Um, Doc gave you guys royal treatment. So this guy is just making another excuse. And it's just hurting his credibility, you know, um, at this point of his career. Um, I feel like as a star, he needs to just be quiet, play better. Don't make excuses. Um, and then he has the he has the ability um, to kind of control his own narrative on the floor. You know, they're not going to bench that much money. So if he if he feels like he needs to be in a different position to, to win, show that. And if it's effective, he's gonna keep doing it. It's not gonna stop it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when people say stuff like that, it's just talking points, stuff to say because you don't want to be accountable sitting on the couch or somebody's podcast talking some nonsense. So um, I'm gonna let him I'm gonna let him live his life and keep talking that nonsense. But I think the key point is addressing that mental health. You know, we address that mental health PG then sky's the limit for your game because I'm still a fan of, of everything you could do as far as your skill set. 
But that goes to show you, if the skill set don't match the mental, it's pointless. Kelvin, yeah. you you kind of hit on something that I think is is really important. When you are a superstar on a team. I just can't imagine any coach in the NBA, even the worst being Brett Brown, right? Where you're like, listen, coach, I can be effective or the team will be successful if maybe I do this and the coach not listen to you. So it sounds absolutely crazy to me that he's even trying to premise it on, oh, you know, he he didn't play me or he didn't allow me to utilize my skill. Dude, you are the second superstar on this team. Like, I'm just tired of him, man. Yeah, and it's it's the same sad story for Mr. Excuse. You know, it goes back from Indiana, you know, when he didn't show up in the playoff and then OKC, he didn't show up there. And also in LA, you know, it was nothing when they was making fun of the Blazers and they thought they're going to go all the way and so forth. And he didn't show up his play. Did Doc play a role? Probably. Uh, maybe something. But ultimately, the ball is in his hand and he has to make the plays. And he didn't come up. He fell short. So he just needs to chalk it up again. Another first round. Well, at least he made it to the second round exit and come back better. So Paul George, no more excuses. Deal with what you need to deal with at the back end, you know, uh, behind the scenes, like uh, Calvin said, mental aspect of the game, because the game is as much as physical, mental too. Deal with that and then come back better next year. And you're still not going to win a championship next year. But hey, these get to a conference. Be fair. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Dion. You and you, you want to know what's, what's crazy about, you know, the team lost. Yeah, y'all blew a 3-1 lead. And I really hate to bring up Michael Jordan because I feel like he's unfair to every other basketball player. But, you know, in Jordan's days when he lost and when he was kicked out the playoffs, I remember Michael Jordan going to the gym, doing what he had to do, coming back being the best player he had to be and elevating his team to a win. I never remember anything where he's like, oh, well, I'm going to blame the Colts. I'm going to blame a few of my players. It's like this mentality of basketball that we're seeing in what 2020 is so soft. It is so frustrating to me. Why not take accountability? Say you didn't perform the way you needed to perform and come back next year and prove all of us or all of us that were laughing at you prove us all wrong do what you have to do you know what i'm saying Kawhi, yo i don't know what Kawhi is going to do next year but it might be a little scary because maybe now he has a chip on his shoulder and he has something to prove but all paul george want to do is tweet it's like get in the gym go to work yeah, you and my you 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 and my brain a little bit right now because I'm thinking about the winner in this situation, and it's always Kawhi. Like Kawhi is always the winner in these situations. You know why? Because he doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just yep. so amazing to me that these guys don't learn a page out of his book, man. Yeah, respect the world from this guy. And when they lose three to one, you hear about Paul George and you hear about Doc, but he's supposed to be the best player. Uh, on the planet or one of the best players and you don't hear nobody giving them blame it is amazing to me how quiet yeah. 
slips away like a snake every time. He does. I'm going to tell you what Kawhi Leonard's going to be doing. He's going to be Damian Lillard to Paul George next season going like this. <laughs> Waving bye, bye, bye. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he will be. He He's leaving Clipperland. It's, it's cursed. It's cursed. I mean, it's so cursed. I don't think Michael Jordan can redeem the Clippers. Ah, uh, blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 here's my second problem with with, with Paul George. Right? He's he, here's the thing. When when Kevin Love talked about his mental health issues, or Demar Derozan talked about their mental health issues, mm-hmm. do they talk about these issues being the reason why they can't perform? No, they just talked about it's the reality of what I'm facing. Right, and so he's really shaping a deficit narrative of people who have mental uh, disabilities or or have mental health issues or concerns that they're dealing with, because um, for the Eagles, Brendan Brooks, he has mental health issues. He's still a Super Bowl champion. He still performed when it, when it's called upon him. So just because you have depression doesn't mean you can't perform. Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, Nelson. <laughs> there's, there's something there. There's something there, right? But he still got a championship. Still got a championship, and so. I'm not even allowed Paul George to say mental health. He was trying to find you. He was trying to make you feel bad for him. He's that guy who accidentally drove and killed your child and says, oh, you know, I, I, someone was texting and driving and I got confused. <laughs> Dude, you hit my kid. That, that End of story. You hit the kid. Right. Like, take accountability for your own actions. Now, granted, that was a very grotesque uh, illustration. So I apologize for that. I hope no one is re-traumatized by that statement. I know. But... He's making an excuse. He wants you to feel sorry for him. He faked the injury. Oh, my neck. Oh, my back. Oh, I, If you have mental issues, PG, I, I hope you get help, right? Mm-hmm. But your mental health issues aren't a reason for you throwing shots off that aren't going in the hoop. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this dude sent a three-pointer at the side of the back. I will never... Yo... When I woke up for the next week after that, that was the first image that came in my head. But somehow Doc Rivers is the problem. I just don't get it, man. And Marcus Morris, let's be honest, Marcus Morris, I mean, I don't know. He's complaining about playing around two stars. What are you supposed to do? You're not a star. You're a role player. A role right. player has a role You're around right. the stars. What are you talking about? <laughs> you and you want to know what's crazy about that because I think Morris had, you know, can't front. He had some really solid games in the playoffs where it was like, well, dad, this guy is like lighting it up. But as Evan said, we don't expect that from Mr. Morris every night. He is not the star, and realistically, the star of any team. There's no team he would go on right now in the NBA, where he's that guy. Him and his brother. Like, let's just keep it real. Like, that's just not, that's just not what they are. So I really couldn't understand where he was coming from. <laughs> um, but I think no one responded because he fights. And so he might be that dude that will pull up on you <laughs> when y'all play and fight you after that game. So people kind of left him alone. We all know Paul George. Paul George ain't, ain't fighting nobody. Okay. Nope. So that's. I mean, that's 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 pretty much it. It's it's just really funny to see how this unfolds. And shortly before the season is beginning, you know, it's it's just like weird energy, man. Like I just don't understand what's happening. We're gonna see some bad basketball 
uh, for the first quarter of the season. I mean, Absolutely. They get, Absolutely. I mean, and LB, remember LB was saying, going back to LeBron, he was like, he didn't even want to play um, the first month of the season. Right. So that's kind of like a lot of people mental. If he's saying it, it's because he just get the he you know he gets to play. But a lot of people probably thinking the same thing that just came off of that that long stretch in the bubble. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's gonna have a residual effect on players like LeBron James the most, just because of his age. I mean, I like I know he loves posting his training videos on Instagram. You know, oh, I'm in shape. Listen he is tired he is still tired and we're gonna see what that fatigue looks like um when this season starts because he's older he's older and and that is actually a tip of my hat to him he has played at a high level for 17 seasons so so i'm not even you know trying to downplay it but it's reality he's an older player he just finished playing, or it seems like it, and and now you're back, you know, playing a 72 game season. I feel like load management might have to be a thing for him mm-hmm. at some point going through the season. Uh, for sure, for sure, it's hard. It's hard to carry six ten AD on your back. You know? <laughs> for real, he's past the doing the world. <laughs> So, I mean, Word. and then you know you got like we were talking about the Clippers. Kawhi, what's, what's his management look like now? <laughs> if Kawhi don't play every, honestly, I'll give Kawhi a grace period of maybe five games, maybe ten games. If he don't play at least sixty-two games, mm-hmm. I am going to roast. Kawhi Leonard, and he's one of my favorite guys. Y'all know this. Yes, yes, he is. Now, this is the secret Kawhi. This is what I'm noticing. He does his best work with great point guard play, and they still haven't addressed the great point guard. So I'm wondering if Kawhi is going to make the adjustment. I know he's not going to become a leader. It's just not in his DNA. So I'm wondering if if he if they can find some type of great leadership from the point guard position to Mm -hmm. manage these egos and space on the floor. And as of now, I don't think they did it. No. Mm, true. Clippers true. should that Drew Holiday sweepstakes, honestly. Yeah. Hmm. But what they had to offer, they have nothing. They mortgage everything for PG. For Paul George. And, yeah. and that's the problem. I'm like, Paul George killed them in more ways than one. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the playoffs, but now you can't even make the moves and adjustments your team needs because your money is tied up. And I don't think they like each. I don't think they all really like each other. I just, just. To oh be no, honest. no, no. I, I, I mean, I when I've seen the articles of everything, the luxury treatment that KD, and I mean, not KD, but Kawhi, Paul you know, George, yep. I was like, ooh, if I was a teammate, uh, y'all got practice schedule. Yeah, yeah. He, he he goes home in San Diego and flies up, and he's late time to time, but they don't say nothing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yo, he's 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 not Jordan, yo. Like he's <laughs> Jordan Kobe treatment. And as much as I like Kawhi, he's definitely not Kobe or Mike. So I don't know why he's getting that type of treatment. Yeah, and you wanna know what? He he's one of my guys for sure. Definitely one of the best players in the league right now. But I don't really know how he came into Jordan conversation. Like I'm not really sure how how it happened that way. Right. So that's with a New Balance contract. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, like, get out of here. Let, let's new say, balances. 
Listen, Kawhi might sell Kawhi out. New balances and rings. <laughs> Kawhi, Kawhi might end up selling more sneakers than Jordan, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that is our show for this week. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of A Lady and Some Dudes. Please remember to follow us, like, share. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Facebook handle is at a lady and that is the and sign, some dudes. Our handle on Instagram is a lady and some dudes. Everything is spelled out. So that's a lady, A and D, some dudes. Until next time. <laughs>